42 West, Westside's most sought-after Simca venue. 42 West is redefining how Simcas are planned and executed from the venue side. 42 West has created an excellent name for itself in the Atlanta event industry with their modern and award-winning design, flexibility in event times, flat rates with no extra fees, and a very hands-on approach. Your mitzvah, wedding, or corporate event is guaranteed to a unique and elevated experience. Check them out at 42westentertainmentgroup.com or on Instagram at 42westentertainmentgroup. Hi, and welcome to Jewish Time, a podcast brought to you by the Atlanta Jewish Times. Keeping Jewish Atlanta connected where our mission is to bring you a timely and interesting conversation with people who connect Jewish Atlanta locally, nationally, and around the world. Hello, welcome to Jewish Time. I'm Jeff Silperblatt, and today we are with the best, the best of Jewish Atlanta, voted on by our listeners and our readers of the Atlanta Jewish Times. This is our annual podcast where we stand up, congratulate, clap all around, and say way to go, boy, and muzzle tough to our winners of the best of Jewish Atlanta. Joining us today is Gail Rubenstein from Balloons Over Atlanta. Hello, Gail. Good morning. Kathy Schwartz is with us from the Atlanta Fever Entertainment Company. Hey, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning. Sandra Bank joins us from Kosher Touch Catering. Hello, Sandra. Hello there. And Ramin Javid from the City Springs Performing Arts Center is joining us as well. Hi, Ramin. Hello, Jeff. Good morning. It's great to talk with all of you. It's great to be even talking about the Simcas industry. I mean, we we went through three years of COVID and events being canceled and events being moved and, oh my gosh, you got to wear a mask. Um, Ramin, I want to talk to you first about the City Springs Performing Arts Center and how things have changed for you and your events since COVID. What's different? Well, obviously, COVID was a big shock to the whole hospitality industry, and nobody, including us, was immune. So, uh, as you mentioned, we went through a uh, a very uh, challenging times. You know, we had to adapt based on, you know, the level of the virus and CDC guidelines. But now I should say, you know, uh, in 2023, that we are in a much better shape. I feel like people are willing to come out more, uh, book more events, book more parties, corporations are back again. So it's, we are almost to 2019 levels as far as business. Roman, you book both Jewish and non-Jewish events, and, and I'm interested in learning if there are differences, not from the religious side, but from the prep side and from the staffing side. What's different in planning for a Jewish event, a Simcha, whether it's a, a, a wedding, a bar mitzvah, a, a retirement party, versus a, a non-Jewish event? Well, in general, there's a big difference when you are uh, getting ready as far as setup, you know, when it comes to food and all the logistics of an event. It's a big difference when you are, when you are servicing a corporate event versus a social event. 
So to me, the mitzvahs, you know, the weddings, uh, whether it's Jewish or non-Jewish, kind of fall in that social um, category. Those are, to me, they're more time sensitive and there, there is a lot more planning and work that goes into it. Now, with the, with the Jewish events, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a step up because normally it's a more high-end, uh, high-caliber, you know, more detailed. And that's what I like about Jewish events is there is, a, there is a timeline and nine out of ten, they stick to that timeline, which makes our actual job easier. Because we, we do events and then sometimes they're behind. That, that you know, affects the quality of the service, the quality of the product we're serving. But with most Jewish events, the timing is always perfect. And I think one of the main reasons is because they have very good planners. And those planners do those plannings as part of a career that they have. Because most corporate events, you might have somebody like an executive assistant that's putting an event together. So necessarily, they're not in the event business. I think that's the big difference. So that's an interesting point that you just brought up, that the success of an event relies upon having a planner versus not having a planner. Ramin, do you sometimes work in that capacity if somebody doesn't have an event planner working for them? We actually do. So we have an events and sales team uh, that they basically do the whole process from the time an inquiry is in till the execution of the event. And then there's always somebody on site. Now, there are times that as a venue, obviously, we at no charge, at no cost to our clients, if we feel that clients need some help, that's when our sales team jumps in and assists to, to better the event. Because the end result is... Anybody that walks into the doors here, regardless of if it's with a planner or without a planner, how the event goes, they're going to go back and say, you know what, I was at Standing Spring Performing Arts and then the event was great, or they're going to say, you know, I was there, that event was not great. Because to them, the venue is responsible, and that's where they, we kind of try to help and assist to make sure the event is a success. Sandra Bank is president of Added Touch Catering and a Kosher Touch Catering. And Sandra is a native of South Atlanta. Welcome, Sandra. How long have you been in Atlanta? I've been in Atlanta for 30 years, originally from South Africa. Sandra, what brought you to Atlanta? I thought this, I heard the streets were paved with gold. No, my husband <laughs> um, was a, a headhunter to come to Atlanta. Um, he is an architect and did retail store design, and he was the reason we came to Atlanta. And so you operate two separate catering companies. Uh, I, I'm interested in the kosher touch catering side. What's, what makes it different to, to uh, create a menu for a kosher event versus a non-kosher event? Well, it's two completely different divisions. Our kosher kitchen is at the Marcus Jewish Community Center. We feel very privileged to be over there. We follow strict guidelines as we're under the Atlanta Kashrut Commission. We have a full-time mishkia who uh, manages all our incoming and outgoing product. And there are many rules, you know, whether it's a meat menu or a dairy menu, and um, the product has to be sourced. As many Jewish folks in Atlanta, 
we do not have a lot of the product here readily available, although a lot more is coming in. So we have to work with um, different purveyors that do carry a larger kosher product. I always wonder, when you're doing a kosher event, not all of your staff is Jewish. How difficult or how intensive is the training that you offer so that the event comes off swimmingly? Well, before every event, whether it's a kosher touch or added touch, we have a intense meeting with our staff. But, um, you know, we're very fortunate. Most of our staff have been with us a long time and they know a lot about kosher. So earlier on, you interviewed City Springs. We're very fortunate in that we have worked there many times as they allow us to come in to do the kosher events. And so I think even on that level, we have educated them to our needs when we come in to do a kosher event at City Springs. So when we speak of events throughout Jewish Atlanta, there's got to be entertainment. And that's where Kathy Schwartz comes in. Kathy is the co-founder and the president of Atlanta Fever Entertainment. Congratulations on being voted best in Jewish Atlanta, Kathy. Let's talk about Atlanta Fever. Great. Tell me about the DJs that you have. Tell me about the dancers. Tell me about the planning process. Well, I started Atlanta Fever about 12 and a half years ago. And we have a bunch of DJs, MCs, dancers that we call motivational entertainers. And we can produce four to five events in a night. Although I try to cap it at four so I can have some sort of sanity. Um, But I basically work with every client from the minute the inquiry comes in throughout their party. And a lot of my clients do have planners, but if they don't, I help them recommending vendor selection and kind of guiding them in the planning process, especially when they're first time mitzvah clients or wedding clients. Do the parents plan the night or do they leave it up to the bar mitzvah boy or girl? No, the parents plan it with me. Um, We have a meeting about four to six weeks before their party with the MC for their party And I create a whole timeline and agenda for them and everything is planned out ahead with grand entrance and mother, son or father, daughter dance and the Hora who's going up in the chair, what time dinner service is going to be, dessert, um, how the ending will happen, what kind of games they want played. That that involves the child more so, um, music that they want music that they don't want. All of these little intricacies are planned out ahead of time in that meeting. We call it a final meeting. So every event that you do is custom tailored. Yes, absolutely. What's hot in music these days for, let's say, the, the, the bar mitzvah crowd? Are there, are there uh, songs that, are, that you see recurring at every event? 
Um, pretty much. I mean, my DJs are amazing. We they're all professional DJs, and I always tell the client to let them read the crowd because they are incredible at that. If they happen to play a country music, a popular country music song, and they see everybody on the dance floor, they know where to take that party. Or mm-hmm. if they're playing a hip hop song and the adults are leaving the dance floor, but the kids are on, they're going to morph into another song that will bring everybody back, like classic rock. Even the kids now know Bon Jovi and Journey, you know, those kind of artists. So that'll still bring everybody back to the dance floor. That's our goal, typically, is to have adults and kids on the dance floor. Unless, of course, the client wants a kid-focused party, then we focus on the kids. And are you performing only in Atlanta, or do your DJs travel? We travel all over the Southeast. We've been to the Northeast, New Jersey, New York, but primarily Southeast, Charleston, Charlotte, Nashville. We do a lot in those areas as well. Any differences in the events outside of Atlanta versus inside Atlanta? No, interestingly, they think that our DJs are so much better than what they have in their own cities. Typically, we get those referrals from clients that come to our parties in Atlanta, and we just get rave reviews, and they are thrilled because the um, options in Nashville, which is interesting because that's Music City, but the DJ options are not as good as from what my clients have said as what we have here. All right. We've talked event venues. We've talked kosher catering. We just talked about DJs and entertainment. Now it's time to talk about balloons. Here is Gail Rubenstein. Congratulations on being voted best in Jewish Atlanta. We've seen your balloons all over. We've seen hearts. We've seen rainbows. We've seen balloon names. Tell me about balloons over Atlanta, the things that we don't know, Gail. Well, we have owned the business for 30 years. In fact, this year is our 30th year in business. We bought this business uh, from somebody that I had met at a convention, and um, it was a, a, a balloon delivery store, and we bought it over from them. Um, they were the first in Atlanta, And we just grew it and grew it um, to what it is today. We do have an event planning division as well as uh, balloons. And, you know, there's there's so many different ways that people think about balloons today. Some people still think of balloons as just, you know, a bunch of balloons and no, I I don't want that at my venue. But there are a lot of different decor ideas, uh, just limited by your imagination. Uh, They are a very prominent feature in what people are wanting today. Tell us about Um, some of the unique requests that you get for decor. Oh, we do get some very unique uh, requests. Presently, a prevailing trend known as organics have taken the spotlight. Um, This entails a very creative combination of balloons in various colors and sizes, Um, nothing that is just a regular balloon column or arch. Um, They are very different. 
and um, it, it, it entails a creative combination of tassels and metallic fringe and other embellishments. Uh, the style has gained popularity and it is, um, it is very prevalent on like Instagram and, um, and this is what people come to us with. They show us an Instagram picture and say, I want that. We have to look at the room. We have to make sure that it is something that can actually be done. So you brought up an interesting comment there, and I want to delve into that. Influencers. You know, we live in an internet world where you're watching YouTube videos and Instagram pictures. Kathy, tell me about how influencers affect what your clients are asking for. I think with um, TikTok, that's a huge influence for my clients. The kids all love the songs that are on TikTok, the popular songs and the dances that go along with it. And all of my MCs and dancers are well-versed with TikTok and all that popular music. So we incorporate that a lot into our parties. I Almost every client's child wants the TikTok songs. Sandra, I'm going to ask the same question of you. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. How has that influenced the catering business in the last five, ten years? I'd say the younger bride um, definitely sources us. Uh, and comments on things that they've seen on Instagram. Um, we see other vendors um, copying a lot of things that we ourselves. So, you know, the best form of, um, is it, do they say the best form of flattery is when somebody copies what you do. It's a definite, um, you know, we have some, one of our, young assistants who spends um, a lot of time posting for us because I'm banned from posting. Apparently, I don't do it correctly. I don't take <laughs> the pictures well. So good for me. I'd, I like to look at what my staff do, and they do a great job of it, and we definitely get calls from it. Ramin, if I have an event that I want to uh, have at the City Springs Performing Arts Center, how much in advance do I need to contact you if I have a family mitzvah coming up? Uh, usually with, with mitzvahs, uh, it's, a, it's about three months out, uh, sometimes three to six months. That's when people re usually reach out. With weddings, it's about a year out because the planning takes longer. So, uh, and we, our uh, mitzvah business has been great lately. We do at least two or three mitzvahs a month, which um, that's the kind of that increase since COVID. They are the best in Jewish Atlanta. Balloons over Atlanta, Gail Rubenstein, Atlanta Fever Entertainment, Kathy Schwartz, Sandra Bank with Kosher Touch Catering, and Ramin Javid with City Springs Performing Arts Center. Congratulations on your accolades. We congratulate you on being voted best in Jewish Atlanta. And we say mazel tov, and we wish you nothing but success in the years ahead. Thanks to all of you for being part of this podcast. And I wanna thank all of you for being part of Jewish Time. 
My name is Jeff Silberblatt. Thank you for your time, and we'll speak again soon. Thank you for listening to Jewish Time, brought to you by the Atlanta Jewish Times, keeping Jewish Atlanta connected. Go to atlantajewishtimes.com to find insightful articles and subscription information. Send in that question you've always wanted answered to our editor and managing publisher, Kayleen Ladinsky, and she'll answer it on an upcoming episode of Ask Kayleen.